will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You. Hello. Yes. Hello. I don't know if you've heard, but we will fix you. Not you. What could ever fix you? Hello. If you would like some fixin', write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com and our succulent gobbets of wisdom will spew forth clad in the ichor of help. Joining me tonight for this nutritious slurry, Ms. Lucy Boys, the number three attraction in Chatteris according to TripAdvisor. I've got a petting zoo and a small cafe. Oh! I am Roger Hart, recently mummified with 11 herbs and spices. And this is Mr. Dave Condry, who doesn't get enough credit for shoes. You know, the whole shoe thing. Good evening. This week's question. I have a problem. I consider myself a creative person. I've completed a number of prose projects and quite a number of noise albums. But once I complete a project, I find I lose all interest in it. I can't shake the feeling that I ought to be putting more effort into promoting my work once I've finished it, beyond sending out a few desultory tweets. It's not a big problem, in the sense that the joy for me is very much in the making, but nonetheless I've got this nagging sense that I should be trying to get the word out more about all that sweet, harsh noise I've written. Can you help? Can we? Ms. Boy. I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain intimately. I um, have had sort of periods of being fairly prolific and also very dry spells. And one of the things that got me out of the most recent dry spell was just taking away all pressure to present anything I had made to anyone. It was sort of a commitment to myself to only make things that I actually enjoy, not because I think they're worthy or whatever, and also not give a toss at all what happens to it when it is done. It is just getting back into the swing of the act of making. It's interesting that you say it's not a big problem in the sense that the joy for me is very much in the making, because I think this is, this is a great thing to already know about yourself. What I guess I'm, I'm sort of interested in the dissonance between that and this nagging feeling that you can't shake, that you should be promoting it more. I think also we have this kind of weird mental model as a society of creative stuff either being something that you dabble extremely lightly and as a total amateur or something that you do to a professional standard and eventually generate fame and money from. You know, there's a big sort of assumption if you're in a band that your goal is to make it big, that if you write that your goal is to publish and receive accolades for it. I think actually the, the older I get, the more people I meet, the vast majority of people who are just doing creative stuff aren't actually following that model. A lot of people are just doing it for the fun of doing it, doing it because they can't imagine not doing it but don't really need an audience for it beyond that. So I guess... What I'm interested in, and, and I, can't, I can't fix this for you actually, I need you to go and do some thinking and fixing for yourself. I'm, I'm, which bit is not true? Are you, are you actually secretly not, you know, do you actually secretly want the praise and the kind of stuff you get when you present stuff to the world, but you don't feel like you deserve it or you don't feel like you can successfully seek it out and so you've taken it off the table but that want is still there? Or that want isn't there at all for you so why are you still buying into that kind of weird bullshit around how this is meant to go um you know are you getting this from other people is it just the idea that you ought to and so I, what i would encourage you to do is just kind of sit with that with that tension with that discomfort poke it a little bit where, where are the edges of it is it you know 
it cannot both be true at the same time that you're just doing it for the joy of doing it and that you also feel a pressure nonetheless to be sharing it more. So which one of those is real and which one of those is fake? That's what I would encourage you to spend more time thinking about. Wise words. And what of you, Mr. Convery? What of you? Well, I, I know there's I know this feeling and it's not a good feeling. Having the idea is kind of the fun bit. There's fun bits in executing it, but finishing it is a slog and, and actually convincing people to look at the thing you've done is genuinely terrible. No one likes self-promotion apart from the actually psychotic. Um, it's embarrassing and it is frequently dull. And more than that, it feels like a drain on time and energy and effort that you can put into actually making things. Um, so, which is the reason that, you know, the chunks of the creative industry that make a lot of money have separate people to flog that shit because the people who make shit in the first place are generally bad at selling it themselves and capitalism needs to keep them locked away and squirting ideas onto the keyboard and while the lesser people take on the task of actually selling it. Hello, I work in marketing. So, I think we have to tackle the embarrassment and the boredom head on. Um, we have to we have to take those out of the equation. And according to Daniel Pink, who is the psychobabble guru of, of selling, selling is convincing someone else to part with something which will make them better off in the end with you know what they've exchanged for. So this relies on the conviction that what you're making, what you're selling is good for people or good for a subset of people, let's be honest, there is probably a limited group of people who are going to want noise albums. You're not selling to everyone and you already know that. But for those people at least, you can convince them that it is worth their time and or money. Hopefully that's true anyway, if it's not, then you have deeper problems to confront which is exactly what um, Ms. Boyce said. So we've got to make this act of persuasion fun, which means you get to get creative to do it. Now, one way I would suggest is making supporting materials. So music videos, for example, for you, you've already got the music. You can make really low budget, really horrifying stuff with a camera phone and really cheap or free editing software. Um, you get to learn new skills doing that. You can make gifts for people who buy stuff from you. You know, if you're selling on something like Bandcamp, you can have a, a high-end edition of your album where someone gets a personalized video or a horrible bitty ringtone version of your screaming noise core lunacy. You don't need to spend money doing this and in fact that's a good thing because not having having more time than money and more interest in it than you do a marketing budget or whatever the fuck means that you can use that cheapness as an obstacle to stimulate you into doing something interesting something that's not necessarily your sort of primary driver for making these things in the in the first place but a little side project that you get to spin off that thing that keeps you interested in the thing longer than the time it takes to make it. You can have fun with it, you can freak people out, you can build up an audience, and you can just do other stuff. Consider it a spin-off of that project. Or don't, if that helps. This is almost, almost 
squeaking close to make a game of it, but for adults, and I am sorry about that. But since the money isn't the important part, this is how to get something good and interesting out of the act of promoting your work. Also, gamification does seem to work like remarkably well for adults. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Kickstarter, there's fairly trivial, um, fairly trivial uh, stretch goals or tiers that involve a small amount of personalization that do drive people, do drive sort of uber fans or the curious and well-heeled. More money than sense sometimes. To go out of their way to do these things. There's there's the potential to have a lot of fun with this, I think. Yeah, um, I, I would kind of, I would echo both of your approaches. I also used to work in marketing and I'm a product manager these days, which basically means it's my job to pretend to be a business adult and understand how products work, how they get sold and all of this shit. Um, and I fucking hate it when it's my own stuff. So we're all here doing this, doing We Will Fix You, because we kind of like podcasting and because our last project tanked, basically. So we also do a podcast called Consequential, which is the comics podcast, and that spun off the idea of running a slightly different type of comics convention, and Consequential, the podcast, was meant to be content marketing for the con, which never happened because we kind of couldn't be asked doing it. We did some market validation, it wasn't going to work, basically. It's also just really hard to do an event, and who really enjoys events management unless you're self-selected to work doing that? Yeah, that's terrible. But that was our like one marketing idea, let's do a podcast, and we wanted to do that because it was fun, creative, and comparatively easy. And we sucked at promoting it, despite all of us having some marketing experience at the time, two of us doing it professionally. Because this stuff is hard, and because who wants to bloody do it when it's your creative side project? Like, if you are really doing this for you, then you're probably doing it to get away from something else. But there is a question there, Lucy, you've touched on that, of how are you measuring and how will it make you feel? So, are you just satisfied by the creative act, in which case, why are you interrogate yourself about why you're bothered about it not having more reach, not having more success? Or are you measuring it on likes, clicks, reach, user engagement, money? Are you measuring it on some, some other thing? And how will succeeding or failing there make you feel? And with Consequential, I always had this terrible tension because I got a little bit of validation from the idea that people liked it. So seeing its, its reach go up was, it was a vanity metric, but a, a satisfying one. When, we couldn't push that without doing stuff that we just fundamentally couldn't be fucked doing. Then, well, spending money bit. we didn't yeah. want to spend on that thing, yeah. Because what were our options really for a comics podcast? Well, you look around at your market, you do some basic market research, and you find who would consume this kind of thing. Where do they hang out? How do they consume things? And basically, we realised that the best way to do that was word of mouth marketing. The best, cheapest way to do that was by participating in the community, and that was fucking exhausting, and we didn't want to. Um, and that's okay. That's what it, I'm not doing as a gross disservice there. I mean, that's basically what happened. I don't think that's a gross disservice at all. Mm. No, the comics community is frequently a gross disservice. Mm. I think also that it's it's that emotional labour thing. It's one of those things where you can either pay money and expedite something, or you can do the cheap thing that is also just a huge amount of personal effort. Well, it's like saving money on travel. Yes. Which, oh God, you you will spend hours to save a fiver mm. because there'll be a billion little hacks and tricks and what it turns out you're actually doing is satisfying some kind of urge to have agency and mm. yeah, that you know, a, a lot of people do need to save the cash but a lot of the people that fiddle over money saving hacks don't need to it's Locus satisfying control stuff yeah um, 
I think it's totally legit to if you're if it, if it's genuinely true that you you don't really care to to just not bother or to do do the things that you have the emotional energy to do. We walked away from an event, carried on doing a podcast, and have semi walked away from a podcast, and now we're doing another one. One of the reasons we're doing this one is we thought it might have a broader audience appeal, so we might get some of that reinforcement more readily. I'm also just really enjoying the fact that we made a podcast to promote an event, failed to promote the event or do the event, also failed to promote the podcast or stopped doing the podcast. It's just yeah. a wonderful cycle just, of... I assume at some point we'll do, like, I don't know... We're all doing that promotion semi-professionally at least. Mm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I, I've sort of alluded to, to this thing about where's your audience and all that. Marketing kind of feels like a, a dirty word. People do it professionally. You shouldn't feel bad that, you know, you can't fucking ace it in five minutes spare time after you're mentally spent from creating. It's also not just as easy as yelling, I made a thing, come look at it, although that is part of it, that is mm. like your minimum viable product for marketing is tell people. But it is a specialism, it comes to a load of stuff, and a load of stuff that it's not necessarily much fun to learn. The whole if you build it they will come thing is a complete fallacy, mm. as is the idea of making something for everyone. But like marketing one, I want the key thing is segmentation, you need to understand your product, you need to understand who it's for. This applies to free things as well as to paid things, but I'm, so I'm going to use the term product to cover all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to do this or really want to do this, maybe as a diagnostic exercise to work out what you can or can't be bothered doing, I would recommend looking up and filling in a value proposition canvas. This is a template for articulating what the value of your thing is and to whom. And it'll break it down into sections, who the audience is, what it provides, how that thing is distinctive. A typical template for a value proposition is something along the lines of, um, for people's, for customers, a bit like blur, thing is a category that does functionality in X distinctive way, unlike competitors, Y, it's something or other, and then and fluff. You kind of, you capture those things and you break it out. You look at who's your, who's your target market, what's your value, why would they consume your product? What, is it, what does it give them? Um, entertainment, enjoyment, aesthetic beauty in the case of curate, creative projects, um, noise music, what is, what is the, why do people buy noise music, what music do they buy, um, where do they seek it out? And you, through the course of maybe you talk to some people that like it, maybe you just know because you're a connoisseur yourself, you'll always be a little bit suspicious of that. You sketch this stuff all out and you'll work out, well, if the people who buy noise music mostly get it off this particular website or mostly stream it off SoundCloud or something, well, okay, fine, that's where you need to be. And you probably know that already. But you'll pick up a whole bunch of other kind of things about how the community works. So does everything work by referral and word of mouth or does it work by advertising? Is it discovery and review sites? What we're basically talking about here is, go, is a go-to-market plan. What are your channels to market? Um, you work that out and then after like some head scratching and some talking to people and other bits of market research, you'll end up with an understanding of how people buy products a bit like yours, what they value about them, and therefore what you need to do to get more of them in front of people. And usually at the end of the day, that's a mix of a bunch of categories that include um, SEO, search engine marketing, uh, search engine optimization, but search engine marketing is a category. Um, and that can include or be related to content marketing, which is to say maybe you write about it or produce snippets of a thing. But then you need to promote those things themselves. Advertising, word of mouth, PR, there are a few other categories here. But Horrifying KLF style art project. Yeah. 
viral shit. And what it usually comes down to is, is your product bought or is your product sold? Which is to say, is it outbound? Are you doing a lot of advertising, public engagement and yelling? Or is it inbound? People are looking for a thing like this and they find you. So you would sort of do your search engine optimization and your other things. And if this sounds fucking exhausting, it is. And most marketing doesn't bloody work. And it's low return and low margin. And it can be insanely expensive. If you want to buy adverts, you're going to be spunking money up the wall. So Mr. Conrad's advice of find the fun things you can do. Absolutely. It's also usually something that someone is being paid to do and they're not actually close enough to the thing that's being made that it's not deeply personal or painful for them. I mean, that's a whole additional complexity that you're adding when you're doing your own thing. To give no shits. Yeah. You can almost do a better job when you give fewer shits. Yeah. this This is exhausting. It's a profession albeit an occasionally sleazy one it's okay for you not to be great at this it's okay for you to be tired at this if all you've got is a little bit of time and the barest sprinkling of fucks to give the question I would ask myself is is it bought or is it sold I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that um, for the purpose of this it, it's sold it's something that you need to tell people about um, and within that can you be asked dealing with people so for something that is sold, if you can be asked dealing with people, then participate in a community. Find where the aficionados hang out and talk to people, promote, do a little bit of social stuff. You might even enjoy it if you're a social person. If you can't, then consider advertising or like pitching things to review sites or trying to, trying to write where people are reading. Maybe you can do a little bit of stuff on forums or something. If a product is more bought than it's sold, if it's more of an inbound type thing, then I just just content, just because it's it's more of a creative exercise. Can you put things about your thing somewhere where people are looking? But you come to the same problem. You maybe you can't. Maybe you then need to promote that. You get trapped into this whole cycle, and it's fucking exhausting. God, why do we even do this? I don't know, and actually even just thinking about it like this makes me want to do it even less. This is why I don't do it. This was my fucking job for years, and I don't really do it for my own creative projects because it's exhausting. Well, this is also, I mean, so the part of the problem I have is that I like to write in my spare time, but that's also my job. So I'm already doing a thing that is so close to my job that sometimes I don't want to do it because it's my job, and then to add another layer of stuff that is also job on top of that mm. is like... Basically what I'm saying here is... I mean, we can help. The answer is learn to do some marketing. Well done, you just got yourself an extra job. Like, fuck. Feel free if you do not need this. Yeah. There are some little itches you can scratch, especially the community stuff if you, if you like people. If you don't like people, like we really, even the lovely supportive bits of the comics community, I didn't want to participate in that much because I just didn't have that kind of energy at the time. It seems increasingly like with writing the model of success, if you do want to publish, is to already have some sort of community of your own, whether yeah. that's fan fiction or a blog or whatever. Like you are, The expectation is that you will have done a huge amount of this legwork, and I just have no interest in that side of the job. If you can hook yourself into that community without it being exhausting, you're probably going to do fine. But I mean, there's a but... reason I left fandom more than 10 years ago, and it's because mm. it was a big time sink, and it was, yeah, emotionally exhausting. Often toxic. <laughs> That's the other thing. If you're making a creative thing, then a lot of the communities you'll be marketing into will essentially be fandoms. Mm. And over time, fandom tends to toxicity. Mm. Well, I'm not sure I can think of one that's always been lovely. No, there's... Um... A sense of ownership increases, the toxicity increases, and the sense of ownership always increases. And you've got to be there being present and engaging with them whilst they're entitled and increasingly wanting more and more from you because you're the person who makes their thing and they want it to be the thing that they want. And, uh... Diagnostically, do you really care? If yes, do you have the energy? 
if that, well, I've given some suggestions. And I don't know, one of the things I'd quite like to do, because I see a lot of stuff at comics conventions at this point, is, is a quick sort of marketing one-on-one for creatives. But and I'm sure there are other people that have done this. There was a really good comic that I'll try and dig out a uh, link to for the, the notes. I think it was called something like You Need a Business Plan or Have to Have a Business Plan, which is about how just following your dreams won't really work and treating it like a fucking job will. Mm. Um, if you fundamentally don't really give a shit and it's just this slight nagging doubt, then go home happy. Yes. Um, Yes, please let us free you of that burden. <laughs> I, have, I have two uh, observations. One is that there's a podcast out there called Make It Then Tell Everybody. Mm, that's Dan Berry, isn't it? Yeah, which uh, is a series of interviews with creators about how they balance uh, making and selling um, the different aspects of their jobs, particularly you know for where they're self-employed and their mm. money comes from cons and things like that. There are, it's primarily sort of comic book people and artists, but there's a lot in there that's sort of very generally applicable and that's worth listening to if this is something you genuinely want to engage with. Also, I think everyone should go and tell all their friends about our show. Yeah, just do it for us. We really Please. can't. You've just heard how little yeah. we can be asked we're, with we're, this. We're broken. Word of mouth is, is so, so helpful because we don't have to do anything. Also, leave a review on iTunes. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. I used to buy paid advertising. My soul is dirty forever. I do SEO for a living. I will never be clean. I'm just a bad dude. I'm just not a very nice person. That's sort of my problem. It's not really related, but I thought I'd bring it, given that we were sharing. It's been a real downer, guys. Mm. Real yeah. downer. So thanks for that. Um, a person with a problem. Puppies are nice. Good night. Farewell. And if you'd like to help us sustain our creative endeavors, obviously you can, you must, you absolutely must tell all of your friends. You can also write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Because seriously, that's like our whole pipeline that's what's keeping this thing going, like... Need fill pipe, please. Top of funnel, enter. Fill our pipe. Anonymously, if you prefer. When you get a bit of spine and some gravy, that's a good time.